Hi everyone, I'm Drew Barker, and you're watching The Price is Right. Let's get our next contestant. Contestant with the shirt that says tie your shoes because you're tripping. Come on down. You're the next contestant on The Price is Right. Oh my God. Oh my God. He picked me. He picked me. I've been waiting years to be on this show. He finally picked me. I'm going to say a dollar. I don't care what they say. I don't care what it is. It's going to be a dollar. All right, everyone. Let's show what we have up for bid on this Price is Right. It is a brand new engraved toaster with the words saying, We love you, Mom and Dad, from your family, Michael, Jeffrey, Ray, and Deborah. How much How much is this toaster? Let's get the first bid. Kyle from Massachusetts. Let's get the first bid. Well, I think it's going to be like uh, $15. Jerome from Houston, Texas. What's your bid? Man, that thing can't be more than forty dollars. All right, Selena from Austin, what's your bid? I'm going with forty-one. And we've got Mike from Pensacola, Florida. Man, I tell you what, I'm going with that dollar. That lady said she was going to say a dollar. She didn't say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. We gonna get the win here. All right, the actual price is fifty cents. All right. I'm Drew Barker, and you've been watching The Price is Right. Make sure to have your pets spayed and neutered. Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Dota Box Podcast. Yeah. Well, Micah, it's episode 43, man. Man, 43 times been flying by. Like, I can't believe it's 43 already. Yeah, that was a nice little nod that we did to the prices, right? I always remember Bob Barker. He would always get on there, and at the end of the show, he'd be like, make sure you have your pets spayed and neutered. Man, everybody in Hollywood's got their shtick, and that was Bob Barker's, like, I mean, that was his battle he wanted to fight. I don't, I don't know why, but hey, that was his battle. Yeah, he, I guess he was the spokesperson. But welcome to the 43rd episode of the Donut Box Podcast. If you're brand new, welcome. If not, welcome to all of our listeners from... Overseas, Spain, Ireland, London, Belgium, uh, also in the United States, our home state of Texas, Georgia, Florida, New Mexico, Iowa, Nebraska, Virginia, New York, California, Utah, Washington. We got people all over. We got different listeners in different area codes. I almost said the other one, but you know what I meant. <laughs> but anyways, uh, let's, let's start with our old-fashioned donut, which is... A story from our past. And we're still doing people from our past. And this one is going to be called The Shady Pastor. Because whenever Micah and I first moved here, we went to a mega church uh, here in the town that we moved to in Lubbock. And there were some shady, not shady pastors, but there was one shady pastor in particular. And I'll let Micah take over from this point. We called him Chancellor Palpatine. And for those of you who don't know the reference, it is from Star Wars. He is the ultimate bad guy. And, oh, he was shady. He gave those shady vibes. But we'll, we'll start off with the big thing that we knew. So we always got the vibe. Um, just the way that he talked his mannerisms i don't know man it just it was like he would make a good cult leader i'll put it that way what do you, what, what, do you agree with that i would agree now let me uh preface this by saying he was not the main senior pastor but he was like the executive pastor so in the way that the church world works for people that 
don't really know. Uh, most of the time, there's the senior pastor who his job is just to like preach on Sundays and that's it. And then there's the executive pastor who manages all the day-to-day operations. He does a lot of the background scenes. And so this guy, uh, the shady pastor, Chancellor Palpatine, uh, he was doing his role, but he had a little bit of too much power, I should say. And like Michael said, we got a little bit of a vibe from him. It was like, something's not right with this guy. There's some people that you can just tell there's something not right with you. Yeah, and I mean, the first bit of evidence that we got, I mean, we had the feeling, but the first concrete evidence of, man, something might not be going right here, is they the church had a big event. And this was a very expensive event to attend. It had a former president coming. And so literally, of course, everybody, not just not just people from that church, but a lot of people wanted to go and bought tickets and things like that. Well, one of the big prizes that they were raffling off at the end of the night was a brand new Mercedes Benz. That should tell you how much money was in the room at the time. Um, so what ends up happening, the event goes and of course the raffle comes. So it comes time to who won the Mercedes Benz. And lo and behold, it was Chancellor Palpatine himself. He wins it, which, uh, you know, I don't know how you feel about this. Chris and I are on the belief, I can speak firmly for him, that morally it is not right if you're, if you're putting together, because it was a charity event as well, if you're putting together a charity event and you're the one putting on the event, like you are one of the leaders putting on the event, you shouldn't have been a part of it. You should not have been a part of the contest to begin with. That that should not have been anything. But besides that, so you, you push aside that point, right? Because people are paying lots of money. And if I remember correctly, it was like $1,000 a ticket. It was extremely expensive to get in there. Right, Chris? Yeah, it was. And my thing is like, okay, so how much money did they actually donate towards charity? Because they had either the car was donated or they had to like purchase the car right to give away um and the and then they had to pay the former president which it was g-dub it was george w bush i he was the one that came to the event and so he was speaking at the event and of course they had to probably pay to fly him there he's not just going to come there for free unless it's like a charity that he's affiliated with but even then i mean former presidents even when they're showing up to charity events that i'm sure they want a little bit of a, a kickback of some kind i mean they're not going to come out there and go for free like you said what what ends up happening is he ends up winning the car and right wrong and different it happens but what happened the next day at church because this happened on a saturday and sunday morning of course we come into church I'll let Chris fill in what happens here. What what did he say the next day? Bro, I honestly don't remember that. So <laughs> you, you're going to have to tell okay. him. I don't no remember worries. that. No worries. He came up on stage and he said, as you all know, I was blessed in winning a car yesterday. But I want you to know that it. I'm not going to do anything with it. I am literally donating it to the church so that they can take the money and further other ministries. And everybody goes, yay, that's fantastic, that's great. And then that's when we realized that was a ginormous publicity stunt, pretty much. That was a ginormous publicity stunt. It was not supposed... And the amount of praise this man got for it was insane. I mean, he literally... It was like he was God himself for a little bit. Man, he got a Mercedes and he gave it to the church. He didn't even take it for himself. And granted, I will say this, even being an assistant pastor, he had pretty good money himself. Well, he 
he didn't he didn't actually give it to the church. He gave it to his wife. His wife his wife actually drove that thing around. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Hold you, on, I don't time think out. You, I, Yeah, I don't think I don't think you knew that part of the story. I don't think no, you knew that part of the no. story. Okay, so a little a little piece of personal uh, for for myself. Chris continued to go to this church after after this and whatnot, and uh, several family members did as well. I was to the point where I was trying to explore what I believed in myself, so I started attending some other churches after that. And the Chancellor Palpatine thing really just turned me off from that whole thing. So I was already attending other churches and doing other things on Sunday, if we're being honest. So I, I didn't see what happened next. But the fact that, hold on. So he said that, and then his wife was driving it around? Yeah, man. His wife literally drove that thing around. Like, my, my understanding was that he gave it to his wife. He really did give it to his wife because she was driving a Mercedes-Benz. So I don't know if I was there for that that service that he said that he was going to give it to the church so uh holy cow that is that makes it that much better of a story i i didn't know that part of the story that is hilarious so he he made that promise and so uh we we gotta continue on his on his bad ways uh because we're already a good bit through this segment but he started doing some other things as well. There was a very prominent family within the church, and they had several positions like children's pastor, youth pastor, things like that, you know. And um, it, it, even the dad was uh, superintendent of one of their schools that they had. I mean, they were really, 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 really rooted here. And all of a sudden, they started dropping like flies, like they literally, literally all of them pretty much packed up and left all at once. And come to find out, you know, we don't know for certain if this is what happened, but we do know that one of them was shopping around, putting some resumes out there, and somebody from that church found out. And basically all of them left. Well, who filled the positions afterwards? Chancellor Palpatine's children, or at least some of the positions. He didn't have enough children to fill all the positions but basically all of his kids got one of the positions that was vacant after that yeah so basically what what really happened was the dad got pushed out right and so as soon as they took out the dad he got pushed out he moved to like some midwestern michigan or something once he got pushed out there were three brothers one was the over all the ministries one was the youth pastor one was the children's pastor the one that was over all the ministries, he started looking around and was just curious and was just inquiring. He got fired just because he was asking about maybe other jobs, just kind of curious. Then the second one, he kind of got fired for doing the same thing. And the, the third one was kind of like, oh, wait, I'm not going to be the next one to get fired. So he left. So that's what happened. They took them all out one by one. And yeah. And then uh, I don't know if you remember this, but he would also... Um, fire people if they didn't get their numbers high enough. So if there was like an attendance issue, so say if the youth pastor, had his goal was to get 100 kids for that semester and he got like maybe 80 or 90, average 80 or 90 kids and he didn't hit that goal, that that guy'd be fired. So yeah, it was, it was really sad. Or essentially demoted to a, another ministry. I mean, we saw that happen as well. We saw somebody move from being in a pretty prominent role and then they basically gave if we're being honest they gave him the the role that nobody wanted to do it essentially is what what happened until he left so 
Um, I, moral of the story, <laughs> mega churches are something else, man. I mean, they, they take church drama to the next level, especially that one. They had all sorts of crazy stuff going on. And this was, and I just want to preface this, this was all in a very short amount of time because from the time we started going there to the time I stopped, I think was... It was less than a year. I don't think it was a full For year. For me, it was a it was about a year and a half. And so, yeah, not all mega churches are that way, but that one, there was definitely some shady stuff no. going on in the leadership. I think they've fixed it now. I'm pretty sure they fixed it. Hopefully. And, you know, wish them the best because you always got to wish people the best. But at the same time, it was uh, it was an interesting experience to go through, and it was definitely one of the characters that we've run into in our past. One more note, last note, and I'll end on this. They actually um, forced that shady pastor to retire because he was getting too much power, um, and the board forced him to retire, and that's how that story ends. But, uh, yeah, we'll move on to the next segment. <laughs> which, which, good, 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 good. Anyways, I, I will announce the next segment, and I will go into it. Let's do our jelly donut, Chris, which is our jail report. Um, I've got a few stories for you today, man. Yeah. Let's hear them. <laughs> these are these are from the bowels of the internet. Um, I dug deep for this here. So, guess what state this is going to be from the next Florida. Week. Ding, ding, ding. Big winner there. So, Florida man is killed by alligator while hiding from the cops. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like karma. Uh, Mr. Riggins was fatally chomped by an 11 foot alligator after allegedly breaking into a home and hiding from the cops and, um, near this lake. Um, but as you know, Florida, anything inland, a lake, technically, I mean, there's going to be alligators in the lake. Um, when police found him, the 22 year old was missing part of his arm and literally he bled to death from that point. <laughs> Dang man, that's crazy. I you gotta you gotta just watch yourself. I don't even like getting close to the alligators on the swamp and Red Dead, bro. They be scaring me. <laughs> I, I get you. It's just to me, it's it's wow. Um, imagine like you're you're hiding from the cops. You're probably terrified, and then this alligator comes and chomps your arm off. Like I mean, man, that's a that's a big turn of events. <laughs> does it say uh, what he? Okay. Does it say what he was like running from the cops for? Does it say that? Yeah, for allegedly breaking into a home. So oh, okay. he had broke into a home and uh, was hiding from the cops. And from from the rest of the article here, it's talking about him hiding in marsh. So, I mean, you can think about, like, Florida marshes. Um, you know those, like, cottontail, big, big, huge plants? He's probably hiding in those, right? You know, thinking, oh, the cops aren't going to find me until they release the dogs, FYI. But... You know, and all of a sudden he comes and gets chomped on by an alligator. Um, he kind of put himself in that position from the way it sounds. Never run from the cops. You might get chomped by an alligator if you're in the state of Florida. Um, so funny enough, all of these stories come from the state of Florida today. They are so um, open with their criminal records. and They are just so open, which yes. is great, which provides great content for us. But if I get... If I got arrested in Florida, I don't know. I wouldn't want my business being out there, but that's just me. You know every detail of everything that happened is going out if you are if you get arrested in Florida. Um, which, <laughs> this jelly donut is brought to you by the state of Florida. Um, Alright, so the next, the next one here 
A Florida man desperate for ride to Hooters calls 911. Again, state of Florida. So, Mr. Hinkle allegedly called 911 dispatcher saying he needed a ride to a provocative eatery to help his grandmother who had fallen ill. And so, he wouldn't tell them where the provocative eatery was. So, cops dug into the story here and later learned that the 28-year-old granny was perfectly fine and Hinkle was just trying to go to Hooters. Wow, that's crazy, man. Who who goes to Hooters anymore? I know Twin Peaks, right? Uh, okay, uh, we're getting off of that. But the what? He must have been drunk or something. I mean, because my thing is, no, no person can really say, you know, I I need you to take me to this. Because what it says in the police report is he described it as a provocative eatery. He didn't say where he was going. He said, I need to go to a provocative eatery. Because my grandmother is ill. That sounds like a drunk man talking. That's what that sounds like. And then, <laughs> you know, grandma's fine. Totally fine. And so he was arrested on charges of misusing 911. Which normally is a slap on the wrist and you move on, but still. I mean, like I said, who goes to Hooters anymore except for me and you whenever we were trying to ditch church? Hey, shout out to the pilot episode. We're going back all the way from 43 to 1 today. All right, last one that I have here. A Florida man tries to steal a rack of ribs by smashing it or stashing it in his pants. And Chris has some similar stories about this, which we'll visit right after this one. So a man uh, busted a man at a store. He allegedly removed a full rack of ribs from his waistband. Um, the 26-year-old was also caught having fried chicken in his jacket, two packs of hamburger buns also in his jacket, and mashed potatoes also in his pants. So he had himself a full, I mean, he had all sorts of food stashed away. That's nuts, man. Uh, so a couple stories on that. It, it's not that uncommon. Uh, first and foremost, my cousin did that. Just led him to getting arrested. Second of all, whenever I worked for a grocery store, I worked on the not so good part of town, right? And uh, the meat market manager one day he comes up to he comes up to me and and my boss, my grocery manager, and he's like, "Hey, that guy's stealing. He just stuffed a rack of ribs, kind of similar to that guy, stuff a rack of stuffed a rack of ribs into his pants." He's like, "Okay, we're gonna get him whenever he walks out the door," and. In the training, they say that you can't grab them until they've walked out the door because they still have a chance to quote unquote pay for the meal, right? Or pay for the merchandise. So this, the meat market manager nabs him before he gets out the door. And this guy turns and he squares up. And in my mind, I'm thinking, oh crap, we're about to throw hands. We're about to, we're about, it's about to go down. And uh, we're like, sir, you're going into the security office. And we're like trying, I'm like, kind of standing back because he's like ready to square up and stuff and then and meat market manager is like no nah, you're coming right here and the guy just like takes the meat uh the meat out of his pants sorry that sounds really wrong he takes the rack of ribs out of his pants and he just throws them on the ground and he takes off so yeah man like people do that all the time <laughs> i almost said that's what she said and uh we try to keep it clean on this show so <laughs> well i this is a family friendly show <laughs> and family friendly show just like Mr. marshawn lynch said on espn and i'm a family man <laughs> 
Yep. Um, so, yeah, I actually added that last story in there because Chris has told me some stories. I mean, they actually had at that grocery store a cereal meat stealer, I guess is if, if you want to call that. I mean, he like repeatedly did that across several stores just all the time, just stealing meat, putting in his pants, walking out or going out the fire exit. And I think that's crazy, man. <laughs> like, I don't know. Uh, that's that's nuts. That's nuts. But but yeah, that was our jail report, man. Crazy stories, and of course they all come out of Florida, right? Florida's just got some crazy stories coming out of it. Yeah, man. Shout out to the state of Florida. Please sponsor us so that we can get some money. Pro- y'all probably broke. Y'all can't even fix, y'all- fix y'all's roads. Just kidding. Just kidding. All right, our next segment is the donut hole, which is Micah's turn this week. It always changes. So, Micah, what you got for us on the donut hole? Well. You want to keep quizzing me, it's time to quiz you, my friend. I got some questions for you. And what are the questions about? The state of Texas. You tested my Texan hood. I'm going to test your Texan hood. No, I tested your American history. You have to test my Texas history, which, in my defense, I did not grow up in Texas, so I don't know as much as the original born Texans. But, hey, I'm an honorary Texan, so I'm going to try to do my best. I did uh, avoid some of the Texas history questions, but there are some Texas history things in the quiz, so we'll, we'll, we'll get started. But you, no, you don't have to know years and things like that. I didn't go that in-depth with it. All right. So, first question here. In Texas, what is the most visited site? Now, this one's kind of a softball one. Um, a, Cowboy Stadium. B, the Alamo. Or C, the Cotton Bowl. That's, oh, I don't know. I'm going to say the Alamo. I'm going to say the Alamo because everybody from all over the world comes to the Alamo. You are correct. The Alamo is the most visited tour site in the state of Texas. It's right here. Shout out San Antonio. Very nice. Um, Two. I love the Alamo. Yeah, the Alamo is pretty cool. I actually want to go back. Uh, My grandmother came out. We weren't able to go and it's kind of sad. So one of these days we'll go back. Um, Question number two. Who is Big Tex? Is it A, the Texas State Fair mascot, B, the Dallas Cowboys mascot, or C, the Big Texan, the restaurant in Amarillo's mascot? Oh, everybody knows. That's that's at the State Fair. That's the State Fair mascot. Everybody knows that. Absolutely. And if anybody doesn't know, here in the great state of Texas, we have a State Fair every year, and there's this big, giant, and you, you know, it's he's a... I don't know how exactly to describe him. It's, it kind of looks like paper mache, but not really. Um, <laughs> but he's a giant statue, you know, big cowboy guy with a Texas flag shirt and everything. And he waves and things. I think the original one burned down at one point, so he's a, it's a new and improved. Uh, Where's that at? There. Dallas? Is that in Dallas? Yeah, it's in Dallas. The State Fair. It's actually, whenever I talked about the Cotton Bowl, the Cotton Bowl is actually at the State Fair, uh, which is which is really cool. Um, okay, question number three. So, Texas has many cities that are named different things, as you know. What is a major city name-alike that's in Texas? And what I mean by that is, um, this one is not in the question, so I'll give it as an example. There is a Paris, Texas. Um, so what, what city is named after a major city? And it's actually in Texas. A, Atlanta. B, Prague. 
or C, Chicago? Atlanta, Texas. I already know that. There's an Atlanta, Texas. I knew that one. You're correct. Yep, there is an Atlanta, Texas. There's also, I mean, there's, there, like I said, there's Paris. There's all sorts of little towns that are, and Atlanta, Texas is a very small town. Very, very small town. Um, but very good there. By population, what is the biggest city in Texas? Is it A, Dallas, B, Houston, or C, Austin? I want to say it's either Dallas or it's Houston, but I guess I'm going to go ahead and say Dallas. Uh, it was Houston. You had it You had it right there. It uh, was, uh, population-wise, they the Metroplex is big and it's close, but Houston beats them out by just, just a few thousand. So Houston wins that one. Um, all right. So which airlines, you know I got to ask an airline question, which airlines are based in the state of Texas? American Airlines. You don't even have to read the options. I already know. No, no, no. American, Southwest, United, or all of the above. No, they're, they're not based in Texas, bro. It's American Airlines. But I'm going to go with D because usually when it's all the above, that's the right answer. Actually, it is all the above, Ben. So American's based in Dallas, Southwest is based in Dallas, and United is based in Houston. Wow. So we, we've got three of uh, the four major airlines in the United States based right here in the state of Texas, which is pretty amazing. Um, all right, next question. In what city, did you know Patrick Swayze was born in Texas? I, Which city was he born I in? I had an idea, but okay. All right, what's the options? Austin, El Paso, Dallas, or Houston? I don't think he was born in El Paso. I'm going to go with Austin. Actually, no. Houston again. Actually, I don't. I didn't plan for the Houston to be a bunch of answers, but he's actually from Houston. Wow. Shout out to Houston. And the very last question here, and this one's, this one is open ended, so there is no A, B, C, or D. We just see if you know it. Which U.S. states border Texas? So it's uh, New Mexico, Oklahoma. Louisiana, and is it Arkansas? Yeah, Arkansas. Is there another one? Yeah, that's all of them, man. No, that's it. Um, so that is all the states that border them. You got it. So those are the four. And I want to say, um, if you've ever been to the Texas-Arkansas border, it is a very small border. It's it's not much of one. So There's not much of a border between uh, Texas and New Mexico either, I feel like. Well, I mean, there's a big line between Texas and New Mexico, but it's just that top corner, you know, Texas still, if you look at it on the map, Texas still looks like it's swallowing New Mexico whole because of how big it is. Um, for, for those of you who've never traveled across the state of Texas, just a, a small Texas fact for you. I was talking to somebody here recently and they're from the United Kingdom. Shout out United Kingdom if you're anywhere there. Um, and I was talking to them and we were talking about going and traveling somewhere within the state of Texas and it's a five hour drive. And for us, five hour drive, no big deal. That's a weekend trip. We can literally leave on Fridays and we'll be back on Sunday. No big deal. And so we're talking about it as such. And this person says, are you kidding me? Really? Five hours is, is nothing to you? 
do you understand that you can drive from the bottom of my country all the way to the tippy top and it wouldn't even take five hours? Like literally you can drive my entire country and it's not five hours. And you're talking about it like it's a drop in the bucket. And that's just how big Texas is. It's massive. Yep. Texas is God's greatest state on this earth. Sorry to all the other states, but I love Texas. So always will. And I have no apologies for that. The other states are great too, but Texas is awesome. So there are a lot of uh, a lot of famous people from Texas, a lot of wrestlers from Texas, uh, a lot of famous people too. But yeah, but anyways, yep, I love Texas, as we all know. Yeah, Texas is awesome. Texas is awesome. Well, Chris, you know what time it is. We're gonna move to our next segment, and that is what fries my donuts. And it's Chris's week. So what fries your donuts, man? Oh man, I'm back on the music kick again this week, man. I've been listening to the radio, which is a big mistake, and I. I just can't stomach it anymore because just the lack of talent is really getting under my skin. And I guess is this is the like popular thing to do now, but what they're doing is they're taking like these old songs and then they're just like rapping to these old songs. Like there was one, um, for example, it was like Hips Don't Lie by, by Shakira and it was just the beat. It was just the beat to it and then this guy was like adding his own lyrics to it and I was just like, bro, like, what the heck are you doing? And now, like, the trend is 80 songs. So there's um, one, and it's called Get Money, but it's to the tune of Never Gonna Give You Up, and it's literally Never Gonna Give You Up playing the background, and it's like, never gonna waste my soul, never gonna lose control, never gonna run around and get money, and that's how it goes. And then, literally, Britney Spears and Elton John just did a remake of Hold Me Closer uh, Tiny Dan- is it Hold Me Closer Tiny Dancer or is it Hold Me Closer Tony Danza I always like to sing Hold Me Closer Tony Danza that's what I think he says <laughs> it is it's it's Tiny Dancer but I think you got the Tony Danza from me or from Family Guy because I used to sing Hold Me Closer Tony Danza to that so um, and I got it from Family Guy <laughs> so it's probably we got it from you got it from one of the two. It sounds like Tony Danza. It really does. But anyways, that's uh, that's another subject. But yeah, man, it's like really weird and then there's um there's one by Nicki Minaj and it's to the to the beat of Super Freak and it's just Super Freak playing in the background and then she's just like uh putting in her own chorus and it's like really weird. I'm like, bro, that takes no talent to do this. Like where's the originality with the beats and the music making, man? I just miss the old school music. I know I sound like an old man, but I just feel like today there's no there's no it's a business. Yes, I get that. And you're trying to play to the business. But at the same time, bro, there's just no talent to it. And it really fries my donuts because I'm just tired of listening to crap on the radio. You know what I'm tired of too? When it comes to music, I don't know if you feel this way. I feel like we have all blended into a similar pop. And what I mean by that is pop is pop, yes. But you turn it over to the hip-hop station. There's a similar sound to it. It sounds like pop. You turn it to the country station. It sounds like pop. Literally, we have gotten to a point where... And I get pop literally stands for popular music. And that is what a lot of people like and things like that. Okay, fine. But I miss the delineation. Like, I miss the... If I'm listening to a hip-hop station, I expect it to sound different than the rest of the stations I am listening to. But the problem is, I turn on the radio... Hey, even Christian stations, man. I turn on Christian stations. Dude, that is the poppiest stuff. And I, you know, 
I'm all, you know, if if that's what people like, okay. But I'm like Chris, and I've talked to a lot of people, and they feel the same way. So I, I don't know. Maybe we're just not a part of the, the scene, and we don't understand it, and we're, we're just old men trapped in young men's bodies. But at the same time, the music of 10, 15 years ago... I'm not going to say that it had as much emotions as, say, the music of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But I think that is a lot in part because TV came out and different things came out. Music was the ultimate way to show yourself and literally, you know, put your emotions out there in an art form. That was a way to do it back then, and so it was way more important. So I'm not saying that 10, 15 years ago it had nearly as much emotions or anything as that. But my thing is, I can't even listen to R&B music, okay? The biggest emotion that I used to feel, I'm not even going to lie to you, I love R&B music, especially when when it comes to the 2000s through 2010, or even the 90s. Like, you know, I even like Bobby Brown, you know? I, I, like, I like that stuff. And, but you can feel the emotion a lot of the time. You know, you can feel that emotion. I don't feel anything from nowadays. I don't feel any, I literally feel like, I'll tell you the emotion it gives me. Oh, they were doing this for a quick check, and they got it. And that's literally that's literally all I hear. And good for them for getting a check, but at the same time, I understand it's a business, but we have become way too uniform, and it just it sounds awful. And where's the variety? Where's the soul? Where is the music that I was listening to? that had all that stuff encompassed with it. I just don't feel like that is happening anymore. Yeah, it's it's really weird. And like, to your point, um, man, like I'll turn on the rap station and then I'll like, if I don't like that song, I'll flip over to um, the pop station and it's the same song playing on there, bro. And then sometimes I hate it because then I have like two rap stations and then like a pop station program. And then, bro, sometimes they be playing the same song that I hate on all three stations. And I'm like, oh, my goodness gracious, man. And, like, I'm just going to flat out say it. I don't like Lizzo. I don't like her at all. I think she's horrible. Lizzo. Uh, hold, I, I, I've never. Okay. Uh, for everybody who probably can tell at this point, I am so out of touch. I've never heard of that person until you just said something. Is that a boy or a girl? That's a girl. Um, she's very popular, I guess, because she is like very overweight. And so she's like making her name for herself because she's an overweight woman in the music industry. But anyways, back to what you were saying. Yeah, like R&B, like Keith Sweat and like Usher and like Chris Brown and all them. You could feel the emotion in their song. I don't feel emotion in any of their songs with the exception of there is that Shawn Mendes song. It, uh, it's talking about when you're gone and he's like talking about you know, his breakup with Camilla Cabello. And, like, I feel bad for him because you can tell the dude's hurting in it. Like, you could just tell. But nowadays, man, it's just not. And then there was on the on the freaking pop station, there was a country song on there. And I was like, oh, no, this got to go. So I'm just done with it. I'm tired of it. I'll listen to some Drake. I'll listen to some Post Malone every now and then. But other than that, man, I'm, I'm just done with it. I can't get. I'm going to take two more moments to talk some mess on somebody else. You know who I can't stand. I didn't know much about him, and and you know for for a little bit. But who in the heck is this Jack Harlow fella? Like, I mean, my thing is, dude is not talented at all. I've heard his songs. I mean, they're they're not talented. 
And then I don't, you know, I didn't know much about him. So I watch a lot of football, obviously. And college game day comes on on Saturday mornings. Well, they have special guests who will pick teams. Like they'll say, who do you think is going to win with all this stuff? And so they had him on there. And so I understand when he got on there, I'm one of these kind of people that's like, you know, maybe I don't like his music, but let's see how he is as a person. Maybe I can like him as a person and be like, eh, I'm iffy on his music, but he seems like a cool guy or he seems whatever. Oh, I, I left that thing going, oh, I can't stand this guy. He puts on this persona of like a pothead stoner. Yeah, I mean, you know, the just the baked guy that's like, <laughs> and, you know, every answer, they would say, who do you think is going to win? He'd go, well, I dated this girl in Athens, so go Georgia. Georgia's going to win because I dated this girl and she was super fly. And you're just like, what? And then he, he did like this performance before the game started. And he didn't say a word. Literally, the track played. And he did some, like, stupid dancing on the stage. And it's just, like, to think that these people are getting paid for this. I mean, I would love to go put on a CD and dance around on a stage and get a big old check from it. That would be great. How do we sign up for that? You know? And so, for me, it, and I'll stop on this because I can go on a whole soapbox on that. But for me, like Chris said... It doesn't take a lot of talent for what these people are doing. And then they're just getting out on stage, and literally that's what their concerts are. They will literally put their tracks on in the background, do some stupid dance, jumping up and down and doing all this stuff, and they're getting money, 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 like you would not believe. Yep, it's it's ridiculous, man. It's it's just a sign of the times, man. But uh, yeah, we're old school. Uh, I still be bumping my 2000s jams for show, for show. But anyways, we're going to move into our improv segment which is our mystery donut and we have a little bit of a game today it's going to be a little bit different so we've done the storytelling game but we're going to do the reverse storytelling game so what we're going to do is we're going to start at the end and then we're going to build the story on uh before that and uh basically build it from end to beginning so are you ready yeah absolutely do you want me to start i can start if you want no i can actually start this week you Man, that was the craziest story I've ever heard. Yeah, man, and they towed his car, and he had to go pick it up at the impound lot. Man, I heard Mikey got his car towed. What happened? Well, did you know that Mikey got into a bar fight, and he parked his car in a no-parking zone? Man, I haven't heard about Mikey in a long time. Did you hear what he did? So I was at this restaurant with my friend Jennifer, and she told me that she had seen my buddy Mikey. Hey, whatever happened with that girl Jennifer? Did you take her to dinner? Man, you will not believe what happened. I was totally working this week, and then I get a text from my friend Jennifer. By the way, he took a dump in the street. Did you know that I had to get a call from the sanitation department because someone had left a pile of dump in the street? I don't know. What? I'm glad that you came here to this dinner. I have some things that I've been wanting to talk to you about. And I think that's a good end of the story there. Or that was the start of it. You were put the, you put the pieces together and you're figuring out what happened. But yeah, good old Mikey. But <laughs> we're, good, we're about to end, end this, uh, end this uh, donut, donut Box podcast with our eclair, which is our positive advice. So I think it's my turn to go first this week. And my eclair, my positive advice is... And I 
taught the kids this on Sunday, so I'm kind of coming fresh off of this, but I think it's a good lesson that we need to learn. Um, there are power in our words. So I told the kids that our words are like our superpower. So we can either use our words to build people up or we can use our words to tear people down. And I think sometimes we just say things without thinking about them. Um, like, oh man, I'm just so, I'm not good at math or, oh, I'm just so stupid. And like, we speak those negative things over ourselves and be like, oh, you know what? This is just the way that it's always going to be. Or I just have anxiety, so I really can't do this. And it's like, we speak those negative things over ourselves or we get mad and we just say the first thing that pops up into our head. And I told the kids, it's like, have you ever remembered a time that someone said something mean to you? And most of them raised their hand. And I said, I can guarantee you if you go up to that person and say, hey, this is what you said to me on this day. And it really hurt my feelings. Nine times out of 10, that person is not going to remember what they said to you, but you remember it because it stuck with you. So the things that you say stick with people, man. And so like, even on the reverse side of that, like complimenting someone, telling them, Hey, I like your shoes or Hey, your makeup looks nice. Like giving someone a compliment goes a long way. So we just have to be careful with our words because our words do have a lot of power and they do carry a lot of weight. So that's my eclair is just be careful what you say, man. Just use your words for good and not for bad. I just want to piggyback off of that point because it was a good point. But um, I've heard in the past what you say out of your mouth is uh, indicative of how you feel in your heart. And your heart is really – it. If you say it within your heart, that's where your feet will be pointed. And so the thing is if you're telling yourself – I'm an idiot. I will never be good enough. You're pointing your feet in that direction. And I'm not talking about your literal feet, but you're talking about about your feet will be planted in that direction and your life will go that direction because you're speaking over that life and you firmly believe that. Your mind is a very, very powerful tool and you have to be very careful with it. But my eclair for this week, um, I am really, I, I hate to repeat from what I said last week, but you know, Calm seas don't make a great sailor. I'm telling you, it's it's just it's really just ringing true with me here the last few weeks. Man, it has been tough, and I don't know about everybody else. It seems like everybody's been on a big grind right now. Everybody has got their nose to the grindstone. We are all working our tails off, and things are coming at us left and right. But you know what? This is preparing us for a time that we will need to use those skills. And so we have to look at it as what can I learn from these experiences while they're in them. Try to take as much rest as possible because I know that a lot of people are going through it right now and it is a grind. Try to take the rest when you have the moments to rest. Don't put any additional burdens on you. And hey, I deal with that all the time to where I'm putting all these burdens and all these things that I shouldn't be dealing with on my shoulders because I feel like I'm somehow responsible. And the thing is, the only person you're responsible for is yourself. That's that's what you're responsible for. And at the end of the day, you need to check in with yourself and see what's going on. So as we complete this season of really, really hard work and tiredness and going through, I mean, really a lot of it is because it's showing us the holes and the areas in our life that we need to improve. And at least in my instance, that's what it is. It showed me a lot of holes and things in my life that I need to, to work on. So it's good, it's constructive, but it's tiring. And so I just encourage everybody, trust the process. It's all gonna work out. Everything is all gonna be good. And we're just climbing that mountain just because we can't see what's up or down. 
we know which direction to go. And let's just keep on clawing, man. Let's keep on clawing. Let's see what we got on the other side of this because every hardship means that we have um, something glorious on the other side waiting for us. So let's just keep on going, man. Yep, yep. Good word, good word. So y'all check us out at tvtrashcan.com. We will get that uh, dwarf wrestling video uploaded pretty soon. And so you guys oh, check hold on. that Before- out. Before you go into that, it's already up, baby. It has been since Tuesday, actually. So, well, not Tuesday like tomorrow when y'all be listening to it, but like a week from the day after you listen to it. I just forgot to tell Chris, apparently. Oh, okay. Well, never mind. Scratch that. Reverse it. Go check out that video now. Uh, so check it out on our YouTube. Check it out on our website, tvtrashcan.com. Like, comment, subscribe. Tell other people about us because we need people to listen to us. We don't need them to, but... It's nice to have people to listen to us. Uh, and hey, if you want to sponsor us, you know, contact us, email us at uh, mc at tvtrashcan.com. So, yep, we need some sponsors. State of Florida, Florida tourism, whatever. Hey, we could put you at the very front of the jelly donut and we could say this is sponsored by the Division of Florida Tourism or something like that. And we could make it sound real nice, really nice. Yep. So, we are going to sign off. I'm Chris. And I'm Micah. And this is the Donut Box Podcast. Y'all have a great week. Keep your heads up and do what you do.